Good afternoon, Mr. Orenstein. Good afternoon. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Did you participate in any uh, Black Friday commerce this year? I did not, actually. I, I bought nothing. I bought some stuff from Rogue Fitness. This is how we usually start off our podcasts, I believe. Yes. The, <laughs> the fitness equipment update. Yeah, to give me an update. But, uh, nothing that was on sale. I, b- I bought things that were full price because I was in a buying mood. I need to organize my garage. Love a buying I got like, dumbbells laying on the ground and kettlebells on the ground and stuff like that. So I wanted to put them on a shelf. So I bought their universal nice. storage system with a couple different shelves. So that'll be here, I don't know, next week maybe. Then I'm going to build that thing. Nice. And I got like a... a a rack to put my bars on the wall instead of leaning them up in the corner like some sort of Ooh. chump and uh i got a little thing <laughs> to hang like my weightlifting belt and chains and bands and stuff so it's gonna be nice and organized in there yeah you've reached the organization phase of your gym mm-hmm. setup. yes so i'm excited about that nice. but that that is all i did we did like a little black friday deal thing for tailwind ui which we mm. kind of do most years um, where we just kind of, um, yeah, one thing that like Black Friday stuff is kind of interesting. Well, I don't think we were really planning to talk about this, but I think it's an interesting thing when I have some opinions on that I'll share. Yeah, do it. I always get nervous about like discounting things on Black Friday because I don't want to like devalue things. I hate like training people to wait for a sale. It kind of sucks. If you mm-hmm. compare mm-hmm. that to what like Apple does on Black Friday, they just find some way to like, reward you for buying then instead of later that doesn't necessarily devalue anything although like the way that they specifically do it is usually it's like buy a macbook get like a hundred dollar gift card to buy more apple shit or whatever so the computer still costs the Mm -hmm. same thing technically like they're not making as much money of course because they are giving you this gift card that is whatever but it's not like the price went down you know which yeah that kind of makes me nervous you know so what we do is this uh we do like Tailwind UI and Refactoring UI, you can get them together as a bundle for like a discounted price. And then throughout the rest of the year, we just don't even sell the bundle. Um, and that's been like, mm-hmm. yeah, a good a good way to do it for us. We had like a pretty pretty solid week, did like an extra 250 grand or something compared to what we'd normally do for the month or something. I don't know. That was the number. I'm trying to think like what scale. That we, I mean, it must have been for just the, the week, really. But we ran it from Monday to Monday. Just wrapped that up and sales are back to like what they were before the sale, which is always the fear is that they're just going to like yeah. go to zero. But I think that's like mm-hmm. one of the nicest things about having like a product that has like a real distribution channel. That's not like when I was just doing courses and stuff, it was like only people who sort of knew me and were like paying attention to me sort of knew about it. They weren't like really seo focused discovery channels yeah. or anything but with tailwind css it's like people find it from the docs you know so there's plenty of people who visited the docs today that didn't look at it last week and had no idea that there was any sort of like promotion going on so right. you know it's not like there's a big banner there that says you just missed this and you should have bought last week sorry you know so anyways that's a relief that things are back to normal yeah did you email a list we did, yeah. We have like a two hundred thousand people on our ConvertKit account, and um, we segmented that down to just people who haven't bought Tailwind UI or Refactoring UI, so have bought nothing. That's like forty thousand people or something. Mm. 
So uh, sent mm-hmm. 40,000 people an email, tweeted a couple times. I think I sent three emails, one on the first day, one on Black Friday, and one on the last day. And the last day ended up being our best day. Mm-hmm. Did a little differently last year. I think last year was very last minute, and we just did it for like basically the day before Black Friday, so Thanksgiving till Cyber Monday, and we like launched it mid-day Thanksgiving. This year, we kind of ran it for the whole week of like Thanksgiving and Black Friday. So we didn't have any days that were quite as high as the highest days last year, but I think that's because last year was all like compressed into like a smaller period. Overall, like if you compare like the full eight days that we ran it this year to like the same eight days last year, it was like, I think 5% less or something than it was last year, Mm. which is Mm -hmm. whatever. Like um, we haven't shipped anything that exciting for like six months at this point which is what I kind of credit that to. But we have a lot of like pressure of shipping building up here because we've been working on this UI kit. And to make the UI kit good, we have to improve some things in Tailwind. We have to improve some things in Headless UI. We have to design a whole new set of icons for Heroicons. (laughs) These are all like dependencies of like getting this UI kit out. So now in order to release the UI kit next month, we're going to launch like new Tailwind version, new Headless UI version, new Heroicons version, and the UI kit. So it would just be like a explosion wow. of releases next month, which would be nice. Why were there so many dependencies? Why do you need new, new Tailwind CSS to launch this? Just like we're designing things and building them and just hitting spots where it's like, oh, Tailwind doesn't make this as easy as I want Tailwind to make it. So we could either mm. like work around nice. it and then write down the thing to improve on the idea board and hope we get back to it. Or, and this is what mm. I think is the better approach, is we just like kind of like shut down the line, like, you know, the Toyota lean manufacturing sort of thinking, yeah. just like improve the thing, you know, and you know, make the change easy, make the easy yeah, change the applied. Tooling. Yeah, right. So same with Headless UI, just like it. use those as an opportunity to really like force the open source stuff to get better uh, and like take advantage of those opportunities, like welcome those opportunities, yeah. you know. I like that a lot. Yeah. That's kind of how I've always thought we should run the company, but we t- historically haven't done that well enough. And I think it's because a lot of time, like we've kind of split things up. So like there's someone working on headless UI, someone's building a template and the people building the templates just figure it out and we ship it. But like when I'm right. building the templates, which is what's happening right now, it's like, no, no, no. Like Tailwind should make this easier. <laughs> you know, stop. Let's go implement yeah, yeah, this yeah. thing in Tailwind and then come back. Like I have a lower tolerance for that than I think like, someone on staff maybe would without having that sort of like drilled into the culture, which I think is a clue that I need to like maybe make that a more intentional thing, you know, like this is how we work. I like that. Yeah. And that feels like a nice, we, we talked last time about like the, the benefits of focusing the company on something. Mm-hmm. And that this feels kind of like something that kind of comes out of that, which is everyone's focused on this goal of the UI kit at a high level, but that they can still be doing different types of work that supports that broader goal. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been really good. Like I've always wanted the company to operate that way. Like for years, I've like sort of believed that the best way to make all our stuff better is to build awesome websites with Tailwind CSS and just stop anytime. It's not as like easy as it could be, you know? And that's yeah. like, that yeah. is the only thing that we have to do for everything else to get better. As long as we actually like stop and make things better and historically we just haven't been disciplined enough about that but we're being a good about it right now and it's it's fun it makes things slower but 
slower to like launch the UI kit, I guess, right? Like, but if like like speed is actually like a ton of factors averaged out over time, right? Like, if all your stuff is getting better too, like that's you know what it, you know what it reminds me of. It's like the equivalent of like answering a customer support question and realizing like I should go update the FAQs right now so I don't get this question again. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? It's the same sort of thing yeah, applied yeah. to like mm-hmm. our our products. You could just like keep answering the same question over and over and yeah, that's faster on like a per question basis maybe, but mm-hmm. or it's like faster for the first one, you know? But Yeah, yeah. And your goal, like the real goal here is like over the next three years have all of these things be way better than they were previously right like to like yeah. continually improve them all the time 100 percent. so it's yeah. like if you sum up all of like the tailwind vectors together like you're still going fast to, to me that's not like actually slow totally. just because like one particular vector is a little slower than yeah otherwise yeah this this comes up for me a bunch like this we, we had an example of this happen just just recently which is so like we want to give we're giving people the ability to like subscribe to rooms so mm-hmm. like people would tell us like, oh, I want to know if anyone's in this like the stand up room or the pairing room or something. And so it's like, oh, we want to be able to like, show a notification. Yep. And a while ago, like we rolled our own notifications um, for various reasons. And like they're not great, but they're OK. And so as part of this work, we're like, oh, should we like redo like we don't love the notifications. Should we redo the notifications first and then ship the ability to, to like subscribe to rooms that uses this new notification system? And like in this instance, we like to um, the team sort of decided like let's let's go, let's roll with the existing notifications for now so we can hit this like deadline of the end of the month and i wasn't actually involved with that decision directly and i was i, I thought as i heard it, like you know i kind of wish we actually had just taken the time to like redo those things but this is always kind of my like <laughs> the question of like oh we all, we know we want to re- redesign this it's a, it's a tension between them yeah this we know we want to redesign this toolbar anyway so do i make a small improvement to the toolbar or do i like say like we'll wait until we set aside the 3 weeks to redesign the whole toolbar and it's like always this tension of like optimizing for like get this thing out the door today versus, you know, long term health. of the Yeah, thing. it's hard. It's really hard to balance. Yeah, like I, I, I think the notification thing. Yeah, it, it sucks now because it's like, when are we going to feel the pressure to improve that again? You know, um, and, and maybe that's fine. Mm-hmm. Maybe like the, mm-hmm. the pressure just isn't there and the system is actually. Okay, but it's nice to like take advantage of like the inspiration when it strikes. Totally. Yeah, I think I think you made a great point. The thing that sort of just connected for me is that the pressure of the like, hey, this feature isn't great and we should like we have this like impetus to fix it now is actually something of a limited resource. Like there's no guarantee that later we're gonna be like, oh, you know what we should do tomorrow is like fix the notifications. Like the mm-hmm. fact that we're thinking about it now is like is something kind of special and that we should maybe pay attention to and like yeah. not assume like, Oh, we will come back later and fix this. Cause like, we just know we will. It's tough too. Cause it might not matter actually. Like maybe it's annoying right this second, but like changing it doesn't actually benefit end users or even you that much. Like we kind of run into this with our payment processor. Like we use paddle for things and day to day when I don't have to touch paddle for anything, I don't think about it. Things are good. Payments are processed. It seems reliable. But anytime we have to go touch that code or do anything related to it, I'm like, I want to switch payment processors. I hate using this thing. And then we work Mm. around it anyways because, like, what are we going to do? Like, we're launching a new product. Are we going to switch payment processors before we launch the new product? Or are we just going to work around it, get it all in place? And then, like, that, like, frustration disappears because now it's over and it's done and it's working, you know? And it's probably good that we don't 
waste yeah. time on that. So it's tricky. I mean, it, it is tough. Like, it's definitely like some of the art of product management here, right? Where it's like, it's not easy answers. I do feel like the goal generally for me is like, I want the product to be really great in all the ways I know how to make it great over the somewhat longer term. Like, yes, yeah. I want to ship this thing quickly, of course, because like getting stuff to our users is great and that's important. But also, I don't want to leave these nasty rough edges that we don't like for years before we like get yeah. a chance to come back and fix them. Yeah. And that, yeah. that happens. That totally happens. Because, like, yeah, it falls off your radar and you don't think about it. And like, yeah, it, it's, there is an opportunity there. And I think maybe that's like the important thing is to, is to recognize that like, your natural state is to like not do it enough. So maybe do it more, you know? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can remind me of this the next time we're like months deep. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Tuple rooms, we're using them a lot now. And I didn't expect them to feel as significantly better over the original experience than they do. I really like that if I see two people talking and it's in a room, I can just like join without asking to join. You know, like there's a little bit less friction there. Yeah. Um, it handles like a lot of stuff I didn't really like. I wouldn't have like been able to, um, what am I trying to say? If I was like trying to design the feature up front, I think like I would miss things that you guys included that I actually ran into that are really beneficial. Like being able to explicitly invite someone huh. to a room is like super key without having to mm. just like go to our chat and be like, hey, I'm in this room. Can you come join? Like I can just add them to that call as if it's any other call. That's been That's been really yeah. awesome. Um, yeah, nice. really like, really like the tuple rooms feature. Cool. That's good to hear it. I use them a lot more now too. And I, I also enjoy them. I think they're good. They are sort of like, there are times where I think about ditching. Yeah. Not quite ditching, but I don't know. It's like rooms and calls are not that different from each other. Right. Like there is a, a bit of a mental shift and like permissions things and stuff, but yeah, they're sort of all just calls with like dressed up differently and with some different semantics. Mm-hmm. So like the like the 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 programmer in me wants to be like, well, we can reduce these down to one concept. Yeah. Yeah. It is nice though, because they are all permanent, you know. That I guess that's like the big difference. One thing yeah. I kind of found that I've been totally. wanting in Tuple, yeah. by the way, before I forget, I'll just share it now is yeah. have you ever had a situation where like you're talking to someone and you need to get input from someone else who's already talking to somebody else on a call? Does that ever happen with you? Occasionally, yeah. I've like, I really wish there was a way to just be like, can we just like merge these calls for like 30 seconds to like talk about this thing that we want to do and then split back up into the two original calls. Hmm. So um, a merge and a split. Because right now it's basically like, okay, let's, let's end this call. Try to add, like me and Jonathan will be working. I'm like, okay, I'm going to, let's jump off this call. I'll try to get in on Stephen Robbins call and hopefully they let me in. And then I'll, uh. Then we'll leave that one and start our new call again. It'd be nice if it's just like, you know, we're just like yelling over the cubicles. Hey, guys, what was that thing that we wanted to do again? Oh, yeah. Okay. Back to like where we are, you know. Um, I don't know how you mm-hmm. would do it in like a really frictionless way or like what it would what it would feel like. But that's a need that I've kind of like found myself having once in a while. That'd be kind of cool. Gotcha. And so there would always be like at least two people joining at least two people. Right, there's like groups moving around. I guess so. Yeah, it's like it's like temporarily merging existing calls, you know, but with the ability to like yep. go back to the previous state. Gotcha. Yep, a merge mm-hmm. and like an unmerge. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, cool. I, I yeah. have wanted that a couple times, so yeah, I I feel you. I don't think it's a major thing. There's interesting things that like you bump into as your team gets bigger. Yeah, that we're starting to like hit and like, yeah. Interesting, interesting to see the pressure on the product as like we ourselves get bigger and like we do like a stand up and there's 11 people on it. It's like, oh man, there's different things here that we got to think about. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, cool. Um, so a thing I wanted to talk about today that is like a constant thing I wrestle with in my head is just big picture, just questioning like, is there a better business model for our company than the one that we currently have? Mm hmm. And kind of like the motivation for it specifically, and it's kind of like scary to even talk about, but I feel like one of the unfortunate things with our business model is that we sell like Tailwind templates and components and stuff like that. And because like that's how we make our money, we we are sort of like disincentivized from like sharing similar things that other people in our community do. So... Mm-hmm. compare this to like a company like framer like framer makes like uh you know it's like a web flow competitor at this point but i always see like the ceo of framer like retweeting oh check out this like framer template someone made or someone made this like framer component kit or whatever and they've got like a like an ecosystem of people making cool stuff and the more people make cool stuff the more it benefits them because like they get to charge for framer the thing you know but we don't charge for tailwind css the thing mm. so i kind of feel like if the people making like Tailwind templates and stuff like that, those are like some of like the biggest Tailwind fans that we have, you know? Those are people who are like love it and want to make stuff for it and whatever. But I feel like, well, if I share like this template that this person made, like I'm like advertising a competitor basically because someone probably doesn't Mm. need both, you know, UI kits for the same project. They're only going to use one. I, I wish often that I could just like, not think about that stuff at all and just like share the things that make tailwind look good and feel like there's no downside to that and i don't know like what the answer to that problem is um one Mm. is like could Mm. could we start a marketplace you know where it's like okay yeah like you want to take advantage of like this crazy distribution channel we have like you can create stuff with Tailwind and like sell it on our marketplace and we'll keep like whatever a, a normal fair cut of that is for that. And um, yeah, maybe now like we're good to go. I kind of think like probably that's not going to, that's going to be like just like a drop in the barrel of our revenue compared to selling our, our own stuff. So it's like uh, financially probably not mm. a crazy incentive there. But then like the other grand version of it is like, what can we just sell that's totally different, you know? Or can we just revisit all these assumptions from and from the beginning and just like identify whether this is even like a real thing to be concerned about or like be convinced that like I'm I'm causing more damage, you know, by right. you know. So anyways, that's my yeah, brain yeah, yeah. dump on that situation. I'm curious like what your initial reaction is. Um yeah, I mean the first thing I jotted down was is this actually a problem yeah can't know until we test it right i guess yeah like i think of like in like a therapy situation if like someone is like worried about a thing that maybe isn't a problem sometimes you can just like reality test it which is just be like try it like see what happens yeah like i'm worried if i spill my drink at a party everyone will think i'm a loser and not talk to me it's like all right go to a party and spill your drink like intentionally Mm -hmm. and then just see what happens yeah and like i 
I have a hunch there's not actually a problem here, really. Like, I think you really do have an ecosystem and more people in that ecosystem makes it healthier. Like if more people make templates for Tailwind, that probably is actually net good for you because people that come into that world find more options for not having to do so much design themselves. Maybe. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. But I think you're right that like the an- the ans- the answer to this is to just like, okay, for a month, I'm just going to like do the opposite and just see, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. So like this is like you see someone build like a, a paid template and you're afraid to share it. And you feel like you you don't you you rather a world where you we don't feel that feeling is that the is that the problem? Yeah, that's definitely the summary of it. You know, it just kind of it just kind of feels like, um, feels like Toyota like retweeting a Chrysler car announcement or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Or Apple talking about how great the new Android is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I guess so. I I mean, is it really the case that someone would, uh, yeah, maybe it's the case that someone would buy a competitor's UI kit and not yours. You do always have this thing of like, we are the official thing. Like we, this is the tailwind version of this. Like we're on yeah. the dock site. Um, I f- it feels like the only outcome is less, uh, business for us because, and until like the unless it grows the market, you know, right? Yeah, th- yeah. My, I, I mean, I don't know, but like my my hunch is that this is kind of like rounding error stuff, and like doesn't wouldn't actually make a big difference either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like you're you're. I feel like you're, yeah. You as a provider of these things is a pretty resilient as the first party official tailwind answer to these things, and like also your ability to produce these at an incredibly high quality bar, which I think others would struggle to meet. Yeah. 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 I think you're right. They probably just need to, to operate under a different attitude for a test period and just see if life gets uh, easier or better or not. You know, cause it would be nice to just not even think about it. Yeah. I wonder if you could not think about it. Like, like, the other thing that comes to mind is kind of like, what is your what is your goal that like this problem is preventing you from reaching? Uh, what do you mean? I guess yeah, I kind of feel like <laughs> it's sort of like, isn't everything kind of like working pretty well? And like, I think like one of the problems is just like even, even like ever having to like worry about it at all. Like I wish I just didn't have to ever feel like it was a problem, you know? Because you you want to retweet stuff that you can't. That's like the core of it, or like you. No, I, I think you hesitate to share that kind of stuff. I think the pro- it's the problem is almost more like the meta problem of like I hate that I have this like negative feeling in my life. You know what I mean? Mm. And I'd like to know that it was just like safe to basically offer distribution to like what is effectively like competing things, so that like I didn't have to worry about it ever impacting us negatively you know um but why and why do you want to share these things in the first place i don't know that i necessarily want to as much as i well there's yeah some things i definitely do like sometimes i'll see something that's so a couple reasons i guess 
one is like if something's just well done, you know, it's cool to be able to share. Like if someone builds a website with mm. Tailwind, that's a really cool website. I want to share that, you know, and I, I do because obviously totally. that that doesn't. Yep. There's no downside to that. But if someone makes like a cool commercial thing, I'd like to be able to share it for for the same reasons just to sort of show like look at this cool thing that someone made with our thing sort of shows like what can be what can be done with it and then i think the other reason is just like i want i don't want to feel like at odds with like our community if that makes sense like i want to feel more Mm -hmm. like someone invests a lot of time making and makes some really cool tailwind thing i i want them to be able to like feel like I want to like basically be able to say good job, you know, and have them hmm, yeah feel good about that, you know. Like I feel like that's you want to build a community like that. You don't want to. I don't want it to feel like there's like conflict there, you know. It, yeah, does that make sense? You know, like you just want to like support the people that are using you. your stuff, um, right? Without that that worry of like, did I just cost myself a thousand dollars in sales by? Hey, and it's not even that. It's, it's like, did I? It's, it's never going to be as directly measurable as that. You know what I mean? But it's like, am I like giving oxygen to something that like could be the beginning of growing into like a really, really significant like competitor? You know, um, mm. if that mm-hmm. makes sense. And then like on top of that, there's like just all mm-hmm. all this like it's easy to feel like at a disadvantage compared to other people when it comes to like ability to focus because like we have to work on the commercial side and the open source side and anyone competing with us on the commercial side just works on the commercial stuff and benefits from any of the open source stuff we do for them for free, you know, Uh, whereas we have to sort of divide our Mm -hmm. attention. I think like our distribution channel and like authority that we get from being the people who make the open source stuff like outweighs that for sure obviously um mm-hmm. but it does feel like we can't quite move as fast still you know so the the more the better a reputation a competitor gets um the more of a threat it is because they can move more quickly than we can because they have less things to do you know i guess so yeah maybe but then also like they can't update tailwind to like better support the latest thing they're working on. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, like that's true. I think that that might also net out in your favor as well. Yeah. It's it's funny. Like I I'm hearing from you. Like I want to give. I want to like recognize people doing good work, but like not give them too much recognition so that they like grow and become too successful and like threaten us, which is like a, a tough <laughs> tightrope to walk. I think. I don't want to shoot myself in the foot. You know what I mean? Like I I just I want to. Yeah. Yeah. That's really all it is, you know. I want to, yeah, I want to recognize like the stuff that people are doing and like support the stuff that people are doing, without like it negatively, without having any negative impact on me. I just want to feel like it's <laughs> it has, has totally no negative consequences. Right. So yeah. So I, I hear you. Like it would be cool if your model, your business model, were such that all of the things, like your, the incentives, were completely aligned here, exactly. as opposed to not quite being aligned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the marketplace is pretty, sounds pretty nice. Mm-hmm. I think there's something to that. Yeah, it's an option. It's And I think there's like easy ways to do that too. Like I think it could literally be a page with affiliate links, you know, like we could probably spin it up in a week 
We wouldn't have to build any like mm. crazy thing to test it. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Like that might be a real business actually. Like selling selling other people's themes. That could that could be serious. I'm not I'm not convinced it wouldn't be like, like a, a theme a, forest. Yeah, like there are some very large businesses that have been built on like selling themes for popular things, right? Yeah, totally. And I think like if if we created that distribution channel, like that would ignite, you know, a lot more people doing it probably. Totally. Right. Um, I think so too. That sounds right. If you give people the like the ability to easily make money. If that worked, it would be awesome because then we really could focus more on like the open source stuff, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, you don't need to make the, the templates anymore. Yeah. Unless you want to. Yeah. So it's an interesting idea. Um, yeah. I wonder how that interacts with our offering. Cause there's like this challenging thing where it's like, we sell Tailwind UIs as all access product where you get everything we make. Does that become like a communication challenge? We're like, Oh, well the marketplace is separate though. You know, um, it seems solvable, but a little messy. Maybe a little bit, but not, that doesn't strike me as too bad right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I like the like direct support of like the, like growing the ecosystem. Yeah. Just like we're going to give people that are interested like a, a easy way to make money by creating useful things for other Tailwind users. Oh, yeah. And like okay. you're going to make money and we're going to make money. Like that's pretty nice. Yeah. What do you think the QA story would have to look like? What do you mean? Oh, like like you're setting your qual- like the quality bar kind of thing? Yeah. Like obviously like we want the stuff in the store to be good. You know, it doesn't have to be like you're right. fine tooth comb exactly the way we do it, obviously. And I think like we'd always recognize right. that maybe the like, one of the things that makes our stuff unique is maybe a little extra attention to detail. Um, but mm-hmm. I worry more about the manpower sort of involved and even like deciding uh, whether it should be in there or not. But maybe that's not as hard as I think. Yeah, it doesn't sound too bad. Like if it turns out like I think the idea of having them be like somewhat vetted sounds good to me. Like it's maybe yeah. it's like invite only to be able to submit to it or something, or you get a couple of good ones in there and then you get like the, the publishing flag. Yeah. That's probably a, a good way to do it. Cause yeah, you wouldn't have to like review every single th- template necessarily. It would be more just like reviewing the person who made it, you know, like once, once they make one good yeah. one, you can probably like default to trust, um, for the rest, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think so too. You could throw a re- you could like build a review system too. Let your like users kind of give feedback on the things yeah. to help kind of warn each other and mm-hmm. give a quality signal. Yeah, it'd be really interesting to just see what happens. Like I'm sort of jaded on like what am I trying to say? Remember we did like the Tailwind job board like last year? And uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it just didn't work, even though like I really thought it was gonna work. Um this idea mm-hmm. I feel like less confident in in terms of it working. And since I was already like wrong on the other one, I feel like it's going to be even less successful than I'm thinking. If that makes sense. But I guess there's a chance that I'm just totally wrong. Well, I think you're drawing the wrong conclusion from the job board thing. Like my, the, mm-hmm. my conclusion from the job board thing is maybe you're not that good at estimating the success percentage of these things. And so the fact that you think the marketplace wouldn't work is maybe not that interesting. Like you should trust that a little bit less perhaps. Yeah, but there's plenty of ideas that are bad, you know, <laughs> that I, I could predict oh, totally. are bad. 
Um, but yeah, no, I think it is an interesting thing to explore. Um, I wonder what like the minimum. I mean, it feels worth like a six week thing or, or a month or something on this. I don't even think it would need to be six weeks. Like, like I was kind of saying, I think, I think if we just said like, okay, put your themes on like lemon squeezy or whatever and set us up as an affiliate with like a certain percentage and we'll put like the affiliate link on like it basically just becomes like an affiliate link page you know and we just add things to mm-hmm. the files by hand i don't think we even need to build a database for it or anything like that because you just link externally to go and pay for it you know it doesn't even go through our payment processing or okay. anything yeah sure yeah so- sounds like there's a, a, a lightweight version of this that could be expanded if you like it if it works just something to, at least a way to test it you know totally yeah and what's the question? Like, the thing you're testing is like, will people buy through this? Like, does your recommendation matter? Like, is there a ravenous horde of people that want to buy more stuff? I guess. I think the question is just like, does Tailwind UI revenue stay the same, and does revenue from the marketplace stuff, um, is it even, is it measurable? You know what I mean? Like, is it is it meaningful? in some way we'd have to i guess decide like what meaningful even means but like the issue with the job board is the volume was kind of too low and like job it was going to be empty eventually because like orders have like three jobs on there you know and we didn't want it to look that way Mm -hmm. that felt like worse than not having one um whereas in my mind i sort of anticipated like okay tailwind is used by fucking a bajillion companies like shopify uses tailwind to build everything shopify's hiring engineers all the time that have to use tailwind day to day um so this seems like a good place for any company using tailwind to advertise their jobs because i think developers like who like tailwind like it so much that being able to use it at work is like a major selling point for picking one company over another Mm. because of how painful it is to sell things otherwise that I thought companies would have seen that as like a major advantage but it turns out we had to like do so much work to even convince companies who used Tailwind that it even made sense to post there like we talked to several people and we're like hey like do you are you hiring uh, for any roles that you'd want to put on here and they're like well oh you know we're not really hiring any Tailwind developers right now and we'd be like well I see on like your company website you have two openings for like react developers like wouldn't those people be using tailwind every day to style things and they'd be like oh yeah i guess i guess that's true but like in people's heads they just didn't see it as like tailwind developer you know they don't have any job titles called tailwind developer but they do have react developer rails developer or whatever right it's just like not that type of technology Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't know where i was going with that other than um yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. I'm just ranting at this point, but <laughs> you know, I uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I guess like you know, do, do we have the same issue with with templates? What does the volume need to be like? What's like the minimum number of you know products that we need to get in there? Is it like twelve? You know, for it to be um, probably probably not. No. Like you're about to release like one new thing to the UI kit and that'll probably be a big deal, right? Like I I think like the job board was you like testing a different offering to the market and it turned out that wasn't very compelling. But the marketplace is offering kind of more of the same of a thing that you have already Mm -hmm. seen work pretty well. Yeah, I guess I just mean if you go to like 
marketplace.tailwindcss.com, how many things have to be on the page for it to feel like ready to launch? Yeah. Um, yeah. But maybe it doesn't need to change that often. It's not so, like they expire like job postings do. Yeah. I mean, that right. That has a huge advantage over the job postings, I would mm-hmm. say. It's like for you, the creator of the thing and you, this can consi- conceivably just sell forever with basically no intervention yeah. and throw I'm tra- off money. I'm trying to think of like the potential risks. Like one is like, okay, well, do we have to worry about people like, do we have to worry about like giving distribution to people who are like drastically like, undercutting us, you know? Um, but I think we could just, we could set a minimum price ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have to worry about people selling it outside of the marketplace too? You know, kind of like the app store versus <laughs> paying, mm. buying something online type of difference. But I think that's just probably a terms of service type of thing. It's an interesting question. That's that's the thing you, you would probably want to explore with people that are actually going to make them. Like, would people accept like an exclusivity clause? I think the Bootstrap theme store, they have like, they take a different cut depending on whether it's exclusive or not. You know? Mm, um. So you could do, could do something like that. But uh, yeah, yeah, it feels worth a test to me. Yeah, yeah, it would be nice to like n- not feel all the pressure to make the new commercial stuff all the time, you know, um, and to have other mm-hmm. people kind of contributing there. It would be really interesting to see like what happens to the ecosystem if like we started incentivizing people to do that you know like maybe it just like grows tailwind a lot because now you have like now you have people who like can make really nice stuff they have like an incentive to like make it with tailwind you know and uh totally yeah yeah just you know distribute the work basically so bootstrap theme store is they take a 55% cut if you sell it in the bootstrap store and elsewhere. And they take a 30% cut okay. if it's exclusive to the bootstrap store. Hmm. Yeah. It sounds That's like a lot, but at the same time, I kind of think like the distribution is so valuable on our site that totally you make way more money, like splitting it with us 50, 50 than you would selling yourself probably. It's interesting. It's yeah, interesting. I, mean, I like that this taps right into your your strength. You're like the fact that you have all these Tailwind users that are addressable by you easily. Mm-hmm. If you're selling a quarter of a million dollars of of this stuff with an e- a couple emails to your list, um, and you suddenly a few months from now announce a marketplace with four to six of these things on there, that might with like with a similar amount of effort, that might be similar money. And it could be like ongoing. Could just, like, yeah. I like that it's another revenue stream for you that is like, yeah, it scales up. It's like if as you build this out. Yeah, I mean, it's been an idea for years, you know, and we've always just kind of like not done it. But I wonder if um, if we're sleeping on like a really major opportunity. But then I look at like the Bootstrap theme store, and I wonder like how come that never became a full time job for anyone there, you know? Hmm. But can't know unless we actually test it. So yeah, particularly if you're going to do a lightweight test, it doesn't feel like this is like you're not betting the company or even like that much money on it. So it feels like 
you could just know you could just learn yeah it's not like a scary pricing change with like that'd be hard to undo uh, i'm starting to feel i'm starting to feel pretty convinced here i'm starting to feel pretty okay. convinced great would be pretty interesting to try the other idea that I had at the beginning of this conversation, which um, is a whole other conversation that's probably, I think the answer to this is don't, but is like, what if we did like the base camp hmm. thing where Tailwind is a byproduct of a totally different thing, you know, that makes money. And uh, yeah. even though it can't be because it already exists, but, you know, say we built a SaaS, you know, and tried to grow a SaaS and have that slowly replace mm-hmm. the revenue from Tailwind UI to the point where um, that was like the thing. And it sounds fun mm-hmm. in some ways, but also horrible. Like I, I really can't stress enough how like many things we don't have to worry about in our business that SaaS businesses have to worry about. Like we don't have mm-hmm. a database full of people's stuff that we have to like be really careful not to lose you know we don't have like crazy amounts of customer support um we don't have we don't really have to worry about downtime like if this tail ui site goes down who cares you know it's it's not like stripe going down um yeah i think i mean i think you have one of the best business models out there like it's 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 pretty amazing mm -hmm. so like my sort of my gut reaction is like, if building a SaaS sounds really fun and engaging to you, then I think you should do it because like, sure, like life is short, do interesting things. Building is building, typing the code does sound fun and engaging. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Running the business. Uh-huh. The greenfield sounds exciting. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, maybe there's some fancy, maybe there's some structure around that. Like maybe you build a thing and get it to a certain point and hire someone to run it or something. Like there could be a, a yeah. hybrid thing here or yeah. middle road. I was joking with Peter the other day because he's like, um, he kind of wants to build another SaaS app or he was kind of talking about it. And he's like, it kind of sounds, kind of sounds fun though, you know, even though it sounds horrible in a lot of ways. It's, it's like they're the funnest things to build, but like quite a lot mm. of effort to operate. And maybe the move actually is just to like build little cool SaaS applications. Don't acquire any users for them at all and just sell each code base for 50 grand, you know, (laughs) Um, Hmm. to Mm -hmm. one buyer at a time and bang them out in six weeks. Like that could be like a a business for someone probably, you know. Um, Totally. Yeah. I mean, I feel a little bit like in your position, you should be optimizing for like fulfillment and enjoyment. I think you've kind of like, and maybe it doesn't feel this way to you. I doubt it does. But like, it feels a little bit from my perspective that you've kind of won the like, I need to make a business that like supports me and like pays me money race. And you're likely ensconced in this like safety for, you know, forever. Like, I don't think anything just like comes along and like nukes this such that you need to like be worried about its longevity. And so... Given this like unbelievable position of lucky, I do think we have to be a little worried, but yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, like over the yeah over the long long term, sure. Like technology trends change and such. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not advising just like taking your eye completely off the ball, but I do feel like if you can't like optimize a bit for fun and fulfillment, like who can? Like it's, I think you're in a pretty great position, and as your friend. I would like to see you like really enjoying the hell out of like the incredible spot you've gotten yourself to. Yeah, I agree. 
And I don't know like how the marketplace thing even ties into that or what like the connection is there. Yeah, I guess it comes back to just the honest, like the very original motivation of it's not even about like making more money. It's about like aligning incentives. So like I don't have like icky feelings about like wanting to um, share like cool things that people are doing with Tailwind that I feel like, oh, like I want to share this because like I'm proud that I built the thing that lets someone make this. But I also like don't want to do something that's dumb for business because like we have salaries to pay and stuff, you know, um, it's, it's almost more about like, yeah, like the marketplace in a lot of ways is not about making money. It's about like, yeah, just removing stress in some ways and like great getting more like freedom to do whatever I want without there being consequences, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. Um, whether those consequences are real or not, who even knows? So looking at it from that perspective it is it's an interesting idea for sure yeah i like the sound of that yeah i think things that like yeah drop your stress level increase fulfillment that feels right to me yeah cool man well i got a lot to think about here i think uh this was a helpful conversation for me it's got me like kind of excited about this idea i feel like our recording latency is pretty rough and making this conversation challenging so maybe it's a good place to wrap up but i think there's a lot of a lot of good stuff here yeah and I'm eager to maybe explore this. Maybe I can put Peter on this one. I think he would enjoy talking to different people out there and trying to, you know, find out who's interested and and figure out what it would take to, to seed this whole thing. So I like the sound of that. Yeah. And and for folks listening, if we, if we seem a little awkward, this episode, Adam's, I think it's, we think it's Adam's connection. It's like not so great. So we're having weird delays and trying to like piece the conversation together with a three second lag. So yeah, there's a three second lag. It's rough, you know, Cool. Yeah. Maybe next time will be better. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> but we ship anyway, undeterred. That's right. Forward progress. That's right. Cool, man. All right. Well, let me let me know how it goes. Will Tell me do. everything. Okay. Catch you later. All right. See ya.